With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to DollarCollapse.com with John Rabino, your ringside seat for the global financial crisis. Hi, everybody. It's January 21st. And well, another brutal week is finishing up. Stocks fell pretty much around the world and um, oil tanked again and most other financial indicators are pointing towards uh, a bear market and a gathering storm. But uh, this morning, things are much better in uh, Europe and the US in, and actually in China too because the, uh, the central banks of the world have started to imply that they're going to start intervening in a more serious way. You know, China bought a bunch of stocks just lately and that kind of short-circuited the, uh, the crisis in those markets. Mario Draghi, the the head of the European Central Bank announced that maybe it's time for more stimulus. He didn't actually do anything, but he announced that he was thinking about it. And European stocks recovered and turned higher. And this morning in the US, we've got a follow on to that going on with uh, the Dow up about 200 points as this podcast is created. Now, this is reminiscent of the previous week when the Fed sent out a couple of talking heads to say that, well, maybe we could have negative interest rates if we need them. And, and uh, yeah, and the U.S. markets popped on that news. But within a couple of days, they'd given back the um, the little recovery that they'd made. Uh, and the reason for that is that so far, we don't have really aggressive intervention. You know, the central banks are talking about it, but not doing it on any kind of a scale. And the real serious reckoning in the financial markets, where we find out if once again, the central banks can reflate a deflating market, will come when they actually do something. In other words, when the US um, Fed announces that it's not going to raise interest rates anymore, and it's actually going to start cutting interest rates, and that it's going to introduce some new and probably very experimental policy like a debt jubilee or or QE for the people or dramatically negative interest rates, something like that. You know, and, that, and that's when we find out if they can reflate another cycle. And sooner or later, they're not going to be able to. Someday they're going to fail. And it could be this time because we've taken on so much debt and financial leverage across the global financial system is, uh, is so high that it's very possible that the, um, the markets will interpret the next aggressive central bank move as a sign of weakness and respond accordingly. We can't know that though. It, you know, it could be could be any number of other responses. So we'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, the, uh, the past couple of weeks have been a very, very brutal bear market. We've been in a long bull market and most people think we still are. But if you look under the surface of the main indexes, you know, the, the Russell 2000, which is a, a broad index of small cap stocks, is already in bear market territory. And the S&P is down going on 10%. But the majority of S&P 500 stocks are already down more than 20%. So we've got a bear market in the making here. And for most stocks, it's already here. 
for instance, the fangs, the technology stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google Plus, we'll throw Apple in there, that have been supporting the market for most of the past year are now rolling over, or at least they were before this morning. Facebook was down 15% from its high, Amazon down 18%, Netflix 19%, and Google 11%. Apple, meanwhile, is down 28% from its high. And what that means is that the supports are being kicked out from under the market one by one. And, you know, we took away Federal Reserve support via easy money last year. And now the U.S. base money supply, the monetary base, is falling. So we're actually tightening in the U.S. So we've lost that support. Now the uh, the big untouchable tech stocks are rolling over. So we've lost that support. And it's not clear what we get in return, you know, what comes along to prop up the stock market when those things turn out to, um, to not be coming back. Meanwhile, the big banks are down hard as people start to worry about the energy exposure on their books. How many of their energy loans are going to default and cause them to have to write off big chunks of their asset base? And it's not clear yet, but it looks like it's a very serious number if oil doesn't come back from here. For instance, uh, Bank of America now is down 22% from its high because of these fears. The other big banks are also down fairly dramatically. So the bear market is just in its early stages. Meanwhile, a lot of short sellers are reporting some really good results because while the main indexes like the Dow and the S&P 500 are down somewhat, there are a lot of stocks within those indexes that are down hard, valiant, uh, wind resort, Several other companies like that have, have fallen by 40, 50, 60, 70 percent. And the short sellers who placed bets on those stocks going down are suddenly making a lot of money. And they're almost alone. Most mutual funds that are 100 percent long are down. Most hedge funds that have a long bias are down. But the short sellers who have suffered for three or four years of what was really a drought of good targets that were likely to drop suddenly find themselves in a very target-rich environment. And those that chose wisely in the past year are making serious money right now. So we're seeing, uh, at the same time that the markets roll over, we're seeing a changing of the guard in the investment community where the optimists are getting crushed and the pessimists are moving to the forefront who are making a lot of money now. So I think that's one of the big trends that we'll see continue in the next couple of years where we have kind of a replay of The Big Short, uh, which is a movie, by the way, that you should definitely see. Fascinating snapshot of the financial corruption of the, the previous decade and a nice roadmap for how to make money in a bear market. Now let's shift gears a bit and look at some specific things that are happening out there that might make a difference in the weeks and months ahead. One is in Chicago, where, as we've talked about here before, the finances of the, the city and its subsidiary institutions are a total mess. Chicago is probably going to have to declare bankruptcy at some time in the next year or two. And we're seeing the early stages of that process play out now where the state governor has proposed a state takeover and a bankruptcy filing for the Chicago school district, which is horrendously badly managed, like most other Chicago institutions, and which can't pay its bills, can't fund its uh, relationships pension funds and generally can't continue as a going concern. So what do you do in the case of a, a big system like that? Well, one thing you can do is have the state take it over. But that's just a stopgap because the state itself 
is so badly financed that it's looking at some kind of a, at least a dramatic cut in its bond ratings, which will make it harder and harder to borrow, which will start a death spiral somewhere in the future, or a default on its debt in the intermediate term. Illinois and Chicago can be thought of as the Greece of the U.S. In the same way that Greece, when it finally crashed and burned financially, caused a crisis that almost broke up the Eurozone and required a big bailout and, and some really, really hard times for the Greek people. Badly run states like Illinois and very badly run cities like Chicago can do the same thing to the U.S., where an entity like this defaults on its debt, is forced to de facto declare bankruptcy, and then requires the U.S. government to bail it out with hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars, thus adding to the debt burden on the U.S. government and maybe making the dollar less attractive and starting a currency crisis in the U.S. You know, that, that's the kind of thing that this can lead to. So it bears watching. Now, in Europe, Monte de Pachi, Italy's third largest bank, recently announced that it's seeing a run on its deposits. Customers are pulling their money out. And this is also the kind of thing that can lead to much, much bigger problems because when one bank in Italy runs into this kind of trouble, people start looking around and wondering who's next and as a precaution, pulling their money out of their banks, and it can start a systemic run on banking assets, forcing the local government to bail out the banking system by borrowing huge amounts of new money or creating huge amounts of new currency, and in that way, weakening the currency itself and starting a bigger crisis. So this also bears watching. Last but not least, Deutsche Bank, the biggest German bank and something that was considered to be just flat out rock solid for most of the past 20 or 30 years, is reporting bad numbers and, and scaring everybody with its leverage. It just recently announced that it's going to post a $2.3 billion loss in the fourth quarter because of um, various bad loans. And now the stock is at its lowest level since 2009. So let Deutsche Bank get into some kind of trouble. And that's bigger than either of the two stories that, um, that preceded it, because this is a global, extremely powerful bank that is intertwined with the German government. So Deutsche Bank getting into trouble means the German government has to bail them out or let them fail and, and cause an instant systemic crisis. And neither one of those are attractive alternatives. I'm sure they'll choose the first and bail out Deutsche Bank. And so any of these things are potential problems going forward. And so they joined the long list of things that can blow up, which now includes energy sector junk bonds and big bank derivatives and that $9 trillion borrowed by the developing world, which probably can't be paid off and will probably be defaulted on to an extent and will cause a crisis at some time in the future. So wherever you look, there are big problems. And the um, drumbeat of bad news is almost certain to continue in the year ahead, which means the financial markets are going to be unsettled at best and totally panicked at worst. So this is going to be a fascinating year, which is going to give us a lot to talk about and probably give the short sellers a continuous stream of new targets. All right, that's all for now. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.